on this episode of Fectiman. Thrills, chills, kills, revelations, secrets untold, now told. You seemed excited to start recording on Twitter, so I'm curious to see what all the hubbub is about. I've basically no content at all, and yet somehow have written more for this episode than basically the last, like, ten. So I'm very excited to, to talk, because it's it's all nonsense. It's going to be a great time. Hope you like waffle, listeners. <laughs> this is the, the V-Hop the Vector Man House of Pancakes, but we do waffles instead. <laughs> All right, shall we get into follow-up? Yes, I, I have a couple, but I'll be quick. <laughs> and I'll be long. One is, uh, I, I was desperately clinging for a way to describe Roblox to you, and I eventually settled upon, it's like Minecraft, but Lego. Like like a description in The Guardian for <laughs> 30-year-olds who had played Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like Lego Gary's Mod than anything else. Uh... That's the closest comparison that I could think of. I like The moment I was listening to it, I was like, why didn't I say Gary's Mod? That's a much better point of comparison. But uh, that's the curse. That's the commentator's curse. Yeah, suffice it to say, I have since seen uh, footage of Roblox. I can't remember what fucking rabbit hole took me down that direction. Uh, but, you know, if you search any random collection of nouns onto Google... YouTube results will come up that somebody has made a game named that and put it out there. Mm. I I swear there was something. I, it was something to do with a different game, but its title overlapped with a Roblox clo- like a Roblox creation, and the Roblox creation was significantly more popular. I should disclaim that uh, Roblox when I played it and Roblox today are evidently very different beasts. They're not like RuneScape in that regard. I was into Fortnite when it was a survival game. What happened to that, guys? Hmm. My other bit of follow-up is that uh, I mentioned previous episode that the medieval sword-swinging game that most of the realistic sword people are into is Mordhau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure quite a few of them are, but uh, Mordhau is the spiritual successor to Chivalry Medieval Warfare, and it was not the game that I meant. I was thinking of a game called Examina, which is a different thing. Oh. That's, that's one that has realistic uh, swinging physics and things like that where you need to swing a certain speed in order to have sufficient weight to hurt someone with the whatever it is you're hitting them with and things like that oh, right. it's a bit jank <laughs> i would imagine so it's basically what it's like physics engine the sword game <laughs> something like that i think it does sound fun though that's uh that's all my follow-up yeah uh i keep saying more now by the way because i believe every time somebody even remotely mentions it if i can put it into the show notes on any at any point or put a hashtag out there we get 400 more listens so uh mm. thanks more now <laughs> thanks hottest of hot give us money <laughs> coming right out there <laughs> i don't want money from factor man i just want success <laughs> i mean if i was given the choice between vector man with success and no money versus vector men with success and money i will take the one in which i get money mm, fair and, and if we make enough money it can tear us apart and we can use that as the uh, the excuse for whenever we get tired of doing it mm. we can just say the money tore us apart you know it used to be fun when we do it for free but then <laughs> the money got involved we did we we had to split up and it's like the reality is 
we got tired of doing this. Mm. Also, lockdown ended, so our, you know, our primary reason for doing this instead of just talking to one another uh, dried up. <laughs> I go on to my troll Matt McMuscles infotainment channel. You go on to whatever mm-hmm. the hell the other guys are doing these days. I go on to become uh, Pat Boivin, who is crazy, surrounds himself with animals, and just deliberately makes bad takes. That, that kind of already living. sounds like you. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow up. Follow up. I, yeah, I've got um, two, and uh, one is one sh- a lot shorter than the other. So we'll start with it. Who is the Aaron and who is the Dan? Uh-huh. I've, 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 I've put it to some thought, and I think I'm happy to accept Aaronicity. I think. Uh, right. So here's here's my reasoning. I've laid out my a little bit of reasoning for both. Before we get into this, just to make sure, this is an entirely artificial distinction that doesn't necessarily map, and uh, we are forcing ourselves into these. I'll get. I'll get back these to pegs. I'll get back to uh, that as well later in the episode at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, I agree. But if, there are only if we two were... genders, Aaron and Danny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of, by the way, if you, if you... Oh, shit, that's the alarm. Speaking of... How professional. <laughs> Not again. I got to cut it out last time. This time it's got to stay in. Um, mm. By the way, if anybody has no idea who they are, it's the Game Grumps. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just thought I'd keep that a running joke. Nobody's, mm. nobody's who's who's going to be listening to this podcast not who know who the Game Grumps are? Maybe, like, your mother? Uh, Atlantic Screen Connection listeners, last I checked. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the bit. Welcome back to the bit. Anyway, um, so I, I, I think there's a cross-section for, for Aaron and me. I think uh, I've got a, a giggle and a generally positive persona that does a scarce job of hiding my raw emotionality. Mm-hmm. That sways with the wind and often gives way to an uncontrollable seriousness and severity whenever the subject even remotely touches on something I have extensive thoughts on. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I too am bad at playing games on a public medium, yet persist. Mm. And I'm also uh, eager to play the stooge in our two-man act, uh, I think. I feel like we take turns being the straight man. Uh, I, you're more the, um, what's the savvy, snappy guy called in comedy? <laughs> The heart of the show. I know. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm the savvy Bugs Bunny, and you're the Daffy Duck. Yeah, Elmer Fudd-esque, whatever. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, I do think we take turns being the straight man, although normally it would shift between you're the, uh, the Elmer Fudd and I'm the Bugs Bunny, and it will occasionally shift so that you're the straight man and I'm just a straight crazy person. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess that is the Daffy Duck. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's more like Donald. I, I sympathize much more with Donald. Mm. The older I get, <laughs> the, more, the more that I find that I sympathize Donald gets a with bad, Donald bad, It's a bad rep. Mm. It's because people can't understand a fucking word he says. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, I think what qualifies you for Danhood is a... You're, you're a more naturally relaxed person, unperturbed in nature, that, mm. uh, of course, can be provoked into severity, should the need arise, but generally... What's that slow, supposed to mean? Slow to anger. Faster to joke. Mm. And uh, quietly hidden, very strong opinions on things. <laughs> that, uh, much like a landmine, can explosively appear at any given moment without any uh, warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you're the comedic heart of the show. <clears throat> so, uh, good luck with that. Mm. Good luck with that burden. <laughs> mm. Say something funny, Lawrence. No, I refuse. 
<laughs> you fool, that was funny. <laughs> you can't help yourself. <laughs> right, uh, also on follow-up, and this was actually cut just because the flow of the episode hit a dead end at this point. It got cut out, but I, I still want to address it. Uh, I also, I teased it in a segment we'll talk about in a minute in a live stream. Why the hell I'm streaming on my own channel these days? Apparently, I have not done enough covering on my tracks here, even though I had a Twitter rant about it like a week ago. Mm-hmm. That's 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 apparently not good enough for you or our listeners who don't read my Twitter. Come on, guys. It's Twitter. It's always good. <laughs> if it doesn't hit my timeline, then I don't see it. I mean, who goes who goes rifling through their friends' Twitters? <laughs> Just I know, you've been missing out on all my stock updates. <laughs> Have I? Yeah. Has that actually been happening? Only three of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah I mean, but it's now, mostly, that, now it, that I know. It's, it's, it's exactly as exhilarating as the science where I go, man, it's really up today, or... Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I think the the scarcity of your um your your tweets makes the quality of them significantly higher than mine. I, I've been I, every time I feel like I'm tweeting more than usual, I look, I get a little bit worried because I'm like, oh no, I'm not becoming a Twitter person, am I? Like, I, am I so? I'm, is the quality of my tweets going to suffer from Twitter inflation? Yeah, am I tweeting too much? <laughs> this is like the first time you realize you're in a bad mood. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, is this what a bad mood is? Is this happening? Why am I on Twitter? <laughs> oh, just uh, I don't use like trending tags or anything like oh. that. I I made the mistake every once in a while of going everyone. I just need to check. Oh, David Tennant is trending. Is he dead? If yeah, the answer yeah. is no, then I then that's fine. I'll just back out of there. Nah. Don't need to know what the context is. No, I I try. I I only respond to the ones that are incredibly dumb, and I don't really read into them. Anyway, this is not really mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm here to talk about. Uh, Astolfo. <laughs> what? If you know, you know. Don't worry about Apparently it. Apparently not. Streaming on my own channel. Well, it, uh, as, I, as I talked about it before on, on the show, it was born out of a concern that what I might end up doing on streams these days would stray too far away from what Fectorman would likely play. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Taro. I was like, Taro doesn't seem very Fectorman to me. That seems more me. I'll, 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 I'll split the hairs there. But then so far, <laughs> what I've been doing has been playing retro games, which does seem very factor man quite a lot hmm. since <laughs> one of them i played was biohazard battle a game good enough to actually talk about on the show once mm-hmm. and one i was actually present for yeah that's right so it was it was effective man stream all but all in name i consider biohazard battle in particular to be the vector man game mm-hmm. in my head anyway yeah yeah Besides, uh, yeah surprise it's not vector man you would think it would be vector man yeah I guess the soundtrack, the Vector Man, can be the Vector Man. <laughs> it would still be beat up by Biohazard Battle. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Biohazard Battle is such a good theme song. Vector Man and Vector Man Two are cool. Not not great, but cool. Mm. Uh, Better to be listened to than to play. I'll tell you this: Vector Man has an awesome name for a video game. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so uh, since since previous discussion, I, I've had a few more thoughts. And in summary, I'm running an experiment. A social experiment. Yeah, That's all it, it is. exactly is that. Uh, so uh, I wanted to go into a little more depth on what that experiment was. Uh, my hypothesis is this. People are more likely, or even only likely, to engage in a branded joint venture like Vectorman only after they've engaged with at least one individual from that venture. 
So here's my anecdotal I'm, logic. You can you can you can, okay. you can uh, let this stew over in your head while I give you examples. Um, mm-hmm. When I think of basically any branded group of creators or shows featuring more than one personality, I find that I only got into them if I already liked someone in that group before I checked it out. One of our biggest influences is Hello Internet. Uh, mm-hmm. We both got into that because we knew and liked CGB Greg videos. We might have both checked out Brady's videos afterwards. Maybe you knew about him mm-hmm. beforehand, but I certainly didn't. Game Grumps, something I got into because I liked Eagle Raptors cartoons from No Age and Jontron, which I, which was not not a bad thing to like at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I watched. <laughs> speaking of bad things to like, uh, <laughs> which I, I watched. <laughs> that was. Back when I watched Jontron on that guy with the glasses. Uh, oh, was he on there? He was wow. on there. And uh, I liked that because I initially liked Nostalgia Critic and then stayed there because I ended up enjoying more of the works of Lindsay Ellis and Todd in the Shadows. You know, mm-hmm. like, so it all kind of connects. Uh, you know, and then Dan joined Game Grumps and that's how I got into Ninja Sex Party. Uh, Mr. Plinkett mm-hmm. is how I got into Red Letter Media. Matt Lees is how mm-hmm. I got into Shut Up and Sit Down. And I realized something. People got into Atlantic Screen Connection, which is the film podcast I used to do before the show. I, I hope people who are listening to this are following the fact that this thing exists. I'm not even trying to plug it because there's no more episodes coming. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to, this is a, No, it's dead. It's gone. It's pretty much. We've burned that bridge. Yeah, it's uh, just so people, that's why I have to keep explaining it because it's not like it's an ongoing thing people could possibly know about. It is now a thing no, that you it, were there for. It's not for, coming back, listener. The routine nature with which we lampoon Atlantic Screen Connection and Jason it sh- like ensures that we will, you will not be going back. <laughs> if he takes if he takes me back, we'll see. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to clear the air and be like, all right, but you have to listen to these five episodes of Factor Man before I'm <laughs> joke at your expense. I'm sure you'll be fine with it. Not after that Rogue One remark I made. Well, I you, well you won't be fine with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not taking me back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No guest column for you, man. Uh, Can you imagine if he took me in, but not you? Oh my god! That would be absolutely certain that you were the uh, you were the Lee and I was the Jason. Maybe he just realized that I'm crazy in an equal and opposite manner. Yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't listen. I would listen. I would love mm-hmm. to listen to that show. In fact, you should. We should get. We should get Jason on this show. <laughs> That I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I have no idea what that would look like. Uh, no, me neither. That's what's it's it's a little concerning. It's kind of like when you introduce like a friend, like a close friend, to a, your new social group, and you're like, mm-hmm. "How the fuck is this going to work?" And it could like go so catastrophically that you can't talk to either. Is the worst case mm-hmm. scenario. Uh, so uh, nervous, but I'll, I'll consider it. Maybe down the line we can chase it on here one episode. See how it's. See how he feels. I'll tell you, he is not. He has not been playing video games in the last twenty years, so it's going to be a hard draw. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I realized something. People got into Atlantic Screen Connection because Jason was a man of the village type who not only had a big personality that drew people to him, but also had a massive presence in the film community, and he went out of his way to just engage with people, which is you know. Now, now I'm not Jason. To answer the long-standing question posed by the show, by the way, I am, in fact, Lee. Uh, and you, Lawrence, are, in fact, neither. You are Lawrence. Uh, mm. Which presents us with a particular problem, because neither of us are Jason. Neither of us even remotely fill the role of a Jason. Because neither of us want to. <laughs> no, neither of us want to be Jason. No, yeah, Jason's a Jason. Uh, <laughs> I really struggle to 
to deal with the online presence of people. Without faces and emotions attached to human beings, I just fill that void with concerns and paranoia. So that mm. the whole process exhausts me. But I realized I had to do something for the sake of the show. For the sake of the show. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I mean, like, I have to be the face of it because I'm the only one of the two of us who even has a face. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Lawrence's was destroyed in a freak boating accident off the coast of County Clare circa 2009. Facial degloving. Yeah, so he hides the congealed mass of bone and pus under permanent shroud. Yeah, in public I wear a novelty cane mask back before he took the mask off. Yeah, and at parties... Good cane! Parties, you're like a a ring wraith. (laughs) Mm, Back before uh, he took the the mask off and his horrible burns were revealed to be he's just a bald dude. Yeah, just yeah. a bald guy. That's, that's that, what, a, what a shame. Just like all the others, <laughs> mm. but he was a particularly grungy bald dude. <laughs> uh, and there you go, folks. That was the only thing we know about wrestling. There it is. <laughs> Kane, Vin- star Kane. of WWE oh. Crush. <laughs> the, yep, the the entirety of my knowledge from the Attitude Era comes from some half remembered clips and that one WWE. Uh, twisted metal ripoff yeah. where they were in cars and shooting lasers up one another. That's it. <laughs> uh, mercifully, I've been gifted with an ever-growing lack of shame, a unique-ish character, and a desire to make junk. With these powers confined, I think I can do it. I can become an internet personality. That's all it takes. The thing, the thing that's scaring people off, in my eyes, though, is uh, that I'm always operating with a vague gesture to branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, my old Twitch channel was basically Proto Factor Man Live. <clears throat> Looked like it was selling hard a type. Most of uh, my other projects were uh, birthed under the banner of a brand. Film reviews were big picture reviews. Music was the Pidgeys. Screenwriting was pretentious middle brow jerk English student anonymous. Mm, that's a new one. <laughs> Now all these things rest under a new brand. A brand which is not a brand. That brand is me, but also isn't. And it is Lee Paul Brady, which is and isn't my name, because it is my name, but no one calls me that. So it is, in actuality, a brand, but also is not. That's the best I could give you. I have some uh I I have some questions for this theory of yours, just to sound it off in my head. Okay. You think that uh the the reason my people are scared off is because they prefer the face as opposed to the brand. Not that people are scared of they don't have an entry point in mm. i think people some people do like brands but they don't we're we're, we're, we're drowning in them man we're, we're surrounded they, mm-hmm. like especially podcasts they're all brands and <laughs> they're by being all brands they have become all brand i think your hypothesis of you got into the individuals and then you got into the collaborations as a result of knowing the individuals i'm not entirely sold on that concept sure uh I know who all of the individual best friends alumni are because I watch best friends first. Mm. I think it's just a matter of which did you see first? Did you see the individual first or did you see the collaboration first? That's the one that I thought you would bring up because it's the only one I could think of that they weren't a thing before before that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I agree. I'm not saying that it's a blanket statement that 100% applies. I just think the rare the rare occasion where it doesn't happen that way there there has to be exceptions to the rule of course there is but i are we an exception to the rule i'm not so sure well, 
<laughs> I'm not well. I, maybe if we had like a massive YouTube push or something like that, we could meme it up and get caught. But we're just too weird. <laughs> like we're just I we don't catch on that way. <laughs> I think that we're not quite the exception. Where you say, "Oh, people aren't willing to give of us because we're a collab. We're a little bit faceless." But the truth is, you are the face. When people look at Vectorman, they see Lee Brady. So to say. People are looking at that and going, ooh, this this collaboration, mm, not too sure about that. We need to get invested in the, the singular before I get invested in the collaboration. Mm. I don't think that's really true because the collaboration has a face and it's you. I, I agree. Obviously, that's the whole thing, right? Each of these groups and gangs has the people in them. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that someone looking at the stream wouldn't think that it was a gang. I agree in that sense. But... I feel like a lot of the the reason why we know these things in the first place, 90% of the time, is because there was a person we saw doing stuff in a less threatening, more welcoming, individual manner that slowly lured us in through one project or another into the, the thing that they actually want to spend all their hard work at, which is the, the big brand. Uh, Certainly, but that would require that person to have an existing... Fan base. But that's it. For lack of a better that's word. That's because I haven't. But that's like, because I but, haven't but, 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 started. <laughs> yeah, but Vectorman has already been going for several months now. So starting the solo thing after it seems like you're putting the horse before the cart here. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not sold on the alternate take just as hard either. You know, like because I think like well here's a good here's an example right. Um, action button was around for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Rogers was the face of Action Button but Tim Rogers had to be the mm-hmm. face of Tim Rogers before he even sold Action Button now people are paying attention to Action Button it was modestly viewed and, and taken seriously back in its day as a journalistic site because of Tim Rogers' writings on Action Button but not until Tim Rogers really started to build up a voice for himself over um, Kotaku and uh, various other outlets did he then put action button on the map uh where it is i today. think that's just because he's talented <laughs> which is uh which is where we fall woefully short well I that's suspect. the thing right but if we're if the only output we have that can that can that can possibly extend our wonderful brand our our, our reach is is limited to the brand itself how do we get talent if we have none yet surely we must work at individuality. I mean, you could do this too if you want, but you, uh, once again, you have no face. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's terrible, terrible affliction. Anyway, this is this is just a test theory. I just want to. I just mm, want to okay. see if we get some peak of results. You know, I, I'm not. I'm happy to. I'm happy to let this fall to pieces. The end goal in my head is always to keep pushing Vectorman because it's the thing I'm most comfortably happy making uh, till I mm. die. So you know, like. Everything has to have like a central point. I'm not going to be on social media, but I am going to be on Factor Man, one way or uh-huh. another. Uh, the uh, the the is... mysterious voice behind the Vector Man Twitter will still be around, is what you're saying. <laughs> Whichever of us that may be, whatever congealed pronoun Wild West wielding masked murderer is still using our Twitter account by this point. Yes, yeah, certainly. I want to. I I just want to see first first instance first test setting. Is going to be Twitch, obviously. I've got my own Twitch. Uh, I have my own hobby thing going on right now, where I'm buying up old games and uh, checking them out. I'm going to talk about that in a later episode. But uh, I'm I'm buying a bunch of old junk, 
and uh, having a, having a great old time. And I'm gonna use my channel to push that because ultimately, between our two Twitch channels, my one has risen faster with less effort. <laughs> mm, and, okay. And I want to keep pushing that theory because the numbers are already reflecting better results. And you gotta play with the numbers. But every time I talk about Fectiment on that channel, we get more listens. So the net gain might work out. If it, if if I hit a plateau and we're basically at the same point either way, it might just be that I am cursed. I have a cursed brand. Uh, mm. And we shall remain obscure forever. I also love... <laughs> These are the kind of conversations you should have in like a, a private meeting in other boardrooms. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's, it's very much me and you just to be like, this is how we're, we're scheming out loud yeah, to this get is, people this is to listen to the inside baseball. Uh, listener, at time of recording, it's currently about 29 minutes into the recording. <laughs> I suspect by 50, it's just going to be one of us crying into the shoulder of the other, wondering why nobody loves us. Anyway, so that's... Uh, <laughs> Place your bets now! Who's it going to be? <laughs> Will Lords cry for the first time since Metal Gear Solid 3? Who can say? Mm. Yeah, so uh, anyway, a simple experiment, but uh, it's all it's all for the the pure intent of, of the junk we make. Uh, and uh, if it doesn't work out, well, uh, boo-hoo, I'll go back to yeah. the comforting warm embrace of the Factor Man branding. So uh, mm. check out twitch.tv slash Brady or twitter.com slash Brady or imdb.com slash name slash nm12416860. Because that's all I've got so far. Speaking of which, you can also tune into Vectorman Live at Twitch TV. That's twitch.tv slash Vectorman Live. sure could. If you would like to see us play three hours of Armello building up a confrontation with the king that never actually happens. <laughs> nobody got to fight the king in that game. Like three hours, for God's sake. And I won both times and I felt unhappy about it. Playing Armello this week made me and maybe some viewers realize something. Maybe I like watching other people win. This this might be the death knell to my I'm Iron decision, but uh, also to competitive effective man streams as a whole because I am shockingly magnanimous in loss. God, could we both be the Danny? <laughs> kind of show subsist of Dan's. <laughs> I don't think it. Can. I don't think yeah. But that's a terrifying thought that hasn't occurred to us prior to this moment. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, However, to, to, to think at least one step deeper than that emotional result of losing two games on a board game, I had only just learned to play to a friend who still had to beat several robots to succeed and was teaching me the game as he played. I think it's pretty evident that I'm really not all that magnanimous at all. If I if you've ever watched me play Overwatch, I can become violently jaded. If you've ever watched me play anything and have a game over, I you can physically you can watch me visibly bite down my own bile. Uh, if you've ever watched me play The Witness for five seconds, where the only opponent is one's own brain, you will see a man become one with his contempt and unlock true self-loathing on a cosmic true scale. True hatred. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's because uh, it's because because you were still learning. You you weren't emotionally invested. That's 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 my fear. That's my. F- it was a it was a throwaway game. It's like oh you know I can throw away a couple of games. Still learning. The, still learning. Is, that was a lab there's game. There's a little hope. I, I, for this argument, there's a little hope on my side, though. I feel like uh, in all those scenarios, I'm usually not playing with a friend. In Overwatch, mm. I solo queue. Something I would not wish even on my sworn enemy, Shroud. 
Mm. So the toxicity comes to the bubbles to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when I'm playing with friends and get upset, I'm probably playing a fighting game, which uh, mm. in which I lack the mind swell to do anything remotely cool looking or impressive. But I can certainly spam Chie's leg kick move. That, that yes, wins some we were fights. thinking of the th- that is a game of uh, Persona Four Arena that has left an indelible mark upon our friendship. <laughs> If only we had had Factor Man, it could have been a, a memorable meme. It could have been a, a, a in 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 show lore meme by this point. Now we have to mm. contrive it into 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 life via speech. <laughs> we are thirty three minutes into the recording of this podcast, <laughs> and we're still pushing. Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> anyway, our our, our mellow rocks. Uh, Armel is great. Tune into twitch.tv slash Live for more of that very soon. Also, very quickly to add, uh, well, yeah, it's it surprisingly important. Probably should have been top of the show, really. New format. New, new format. New, uh, new release format. It's the Game Grumps esque shake up how your lives are ruining your job uh, routine. Happens every two years. Um, mm. we're, 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 we're doing pretty well that we got to. What are we on? Six months? Surely more. When did we start? We're on the what now, oh, sorry? We're, yeah, we're almost out of a year. We're about nine months in. Um, Ooh. So uh, our, our our new format, listeners, very important. Listen up. Um, <laughs> it's so important we put it half an hour into the show. <laughs> mm. uh, instead of an episode every week, which, uh, as you can probably tell, is putting quite a strain on content, uh, <laughs> mm, we're going to be alternating back and forth between podcast episodes and joint streams. Yes, very exciting. So all the more important you subscribe to Twitch. This is a call to action. Uh, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, follow. Don't subscribe. Don't give us money. Twitch.tv slash Live. Subscribe to Vectorman Live <laughs> at twitch.tv forward slash Vectorman Live. If you will take the money, that's all right. I'm here too. <laughs> We'll have to split it. It'll be a whole thing. All right, we'll put it. We'll put it into a pot to buy Lawrence a better fucking computer. Mm, um, yeah, that should be it's number one on the expense. list of That's business what it expenses is. is to buy you a decent fucking PC. I could afford to buy a decent PC. I just have nowhere to put it. <laughs> put it wherever the fuck your current PC is. <laughs> all of your subscription money will go towards helping me buy a property that's big enough to house all my new shit. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll be playing more stuff online. Probably Armello for a little bit, just just uh, because we know for sure that runs. <laughs> we can run that mm. for three hours and the whole stream doesn't melt down. But uh, there's some other stuff. I was thinking the other day we were talking about Spelunky on the last episode. We could play Spelunky. I believe it has online. It does have a co-op mode. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we could always play Among Us. Is that still hip? Is that still cool? If, I've been playing it every week, so I hope so. Uh, also, the new map for Among Us is coming up at the end of this well, month. Uh, what fortuitous timing! That's when the it, uh, it, that's when the the first live streaming week is this Saturday or Friday or something. Just follow the stream; we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll fi- Yeah, it'll be fine. It uh, these things will work out. Be wary and be prepared for fun times. Just eat on Twitch. Whatever, whatever it is we served you, you'll eat it up, piggies. <laughs> oink oink. <laughs> Under your trunks. And then tune in a week later for more really well thought out content, which isn't at all us dancing around the fact we've not played anything for another week. Mm-hmm. Moving on. 
Lawrence, what have you been doing this week? What I was going to say playing, but uh, I'm fairly certain you're going to open with not a guarantee at all yeah, at the moment. I was mostly I was mostly knowledgeable enough at this point to ask how is making a robot been going first. All right. Game dev cubbyhole. Send it slowly. Yeah, I'll, I'll replace the Scottishman this time with uh, you saying that that way. Game dev cubbyhole. All right. So uh, after unlocking the secrets of artificial intelligence last week, <laughs> I, cracking the code. I uh, I took it a bit easier this week. I still got work done, but I took a moment to rest on my laurels because most of the stuff that lays ahead is just fine-tuning and adding polish mm. and making it nice. Uh, but one thing that does need to get done before then, and I have been working on that, is tutorialization. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, remember, this is... Supposed to teach you how to play poker. <laughs> it is meant to be a teaching aid. It is supposed to be... That That was what I pitched it as, so I do have to pay some lip service to the idea. Not just throw you in, into the deep end of a poker game, assuming you know, and then have a robot school your ass. So uh, there's two aspects of this that I've conceived of so far. One is just in the main menu, there'll be instructions that say, uh, for the HUD, this button does this, this button does this, this button does this... Uh, that's basically all you need to know. <laughs> and then there will be the actual tutorial in-game. Now, there was a couple of ways to do this, but uh, the one I decided upon was that in the top right-hand corner, there will be a little question mark icon that will update over the course of the game, depending on what stage you're at, like uh, if you're just starting off. Mm. It'll say, this is the flop, it's the first free community cards. Uh, at this point, you can do this, this, and this. And then once the first river comes down... Uh, it will update so that if you click on it, the pop-up that comes up will say, this is the river. And then, you know, if the second river comes up, you go, oh, this will be the, this is the last betting round. You know, if you go all in at this point, it'll just be a showdown, etc., etc., etc. And what I'm going to make it do is that the button will light up every time it updates so that the user knows that there's more information available for them to look at. Cool. But uh, it's not intrusive, so if you know what you're doing, then uh, you can just ignore you it. You don't want it to, to like give it like a chippy voice. No, I don't want. I don't want clippy. I want <laughs> you to avoid don't want clippy. clippy or navy or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. You can you can call him Pokey, and he's like, "Hey, keep, <laughs> hey, keep keep gambling." <laughs> yeah, keep gaming. It means keep gambling. <laughs> yeah, that's what you. That's that's what you. That's what we should have done. If, if we ever take this any further. If you get if you get the the rights of your machine, we can make this into a game where uh, you're you're trapped by God in a in a casino and you're forced <laughs> forced to relive poker games against an ever growing robot genius. That's that's a concept. Hmm. That's an art concept. Write that one yeah. down. Uh, that's relatively easy because I just need to put it in code that says, okay, it is now stage one. It is now stage two. It is now stage three. Mm. And then uh, I'll have something that reads, okay, it'll update this depending on what stage it is or something like that. I'm going to need to put more information on screen. I'm, I'm going to have to actually write something like, like not a screenplay, but something like that mm. where it's like an actual helpful tutorial. I can't steal code. I'm not going to steal code, <laughs> but I might like just look at instructions on how to play poker because whilst I am good at doing things, I am not good at explaining things if the last <laughs> several episodes of Vectorman is anything to go by as regards to how this project is coming along. If you were waiting for me to jump in and save your credibility there. No, no, I, no. <laughs> 
I would stop you. I would like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be putting in bells and whistles. Like, you know, maybe I will get the music working at some point, mm. and uh, I'll probably add some animations so that uh the the other character, the opponent, is just a floating skull that hovers in place. Something relatively simple. Something, something simple to... but cool. Yeah, put like a, a cowboy hat on it or something. <laughs> there you go. You can't go wrong with a skull plus one accessory. Mm. That's a that's a tried and true method for character design. Yeah. Depending on the era, you can uh, or or the side that they're playing on, you can give a monocle. You know, they could be a riverboat poker playing skull. Mm-hmm. That's true. Aside from that, that's uh, that's game dev copy hole. Oh, I'm getting into the stage snappy. of things where I'm wrapping up. Yeah. I'm just making things look nice, uh, making sure I fit criteria. Uh, next week will probably just me finishing off and then beginning the documentation process. At which point I can, I don't know, send an ex- executable to you, and you can see it for the first Ooh. time and be immeasurably disappointed. <laughs> yeah, every we've been building up what like two months of uh, of expectations in my head, and then the, f- <laughs> the final look at it, like, oh my god, this is this is what he meant. This is how yeah. he draws a skull. That barely even... That looks like a turd, not a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really looking forward. Should stream it if it wouldn't get you kicked out of fucking college. I'm not sure. Would you be able to stream it? I'm not sure about that. That'd be very fun if I could. Does it it then qualify as, like, leaking and or or sort of engaging feedback from a too wide a net or something? Seems like there's a lot lot of risk involved. Maybe, Maybe give it a pass. Yeah, maybe it's only if they find out, but whatever. <laughs> what do you mean? See, we'll be a massive no, child no, by that point. Risks. <laughs> oh, yes, and uh, for the recreational part of my week, I actually got to grips with Spelunky. Oh, very good. You too played the tutorial then. I had already played the tutorial last week. I've actually been playing the game game now. I've sunk a few hours into it now f- to get a better uh, grips of it. How far have you got? Uh, I've only gotten as far as like uh, about halfway through the second area. Mm. That's that's pretty much the dead end I keep hitting. It, you know, it, it turns out to be a lot easier when you have other people to revive you as you go. <laughs> but also, it's it's yes. no it's it's no it's not much easier because then you have to train four people to play the game at max. I would like to I, I like to consider my playstyle in this game to be something along the lines of, "Wow, I'm doing really really well, and now I'm dead." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems to be the spelunky way. It's a great kind of game because. Um, it's perfect to jump into for a play session, see how far you go, and still be pleased with yourself because you've mm-hmm. had no expectations because sometimes it can just blindsight you two stages in and then you just... Sometimes you get chained into damage and then you're dead before you can even think. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, brutal, brutal. And you make it to stage two, you feel immeasurable achievement. It, it occurs to me that uh, I have... I, I... I have a nasty habit of saying a game's name and just just assuming that everyone knows what it is and what you do in it and what it looks like. So I will explain for the listener's sake what Spelunky Mm. is. I have a bad habit of not prompting you for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a 2D platformer in the vein of Load Runner from the NES, if you remember that Mm -hmm. shit, where it's uh, you play as a adventure man with an Indiana Jones hat going down into a series of caves and getting progressively deeper and deeper down in search of an escape slash treasure slash miscellaneous. And you avoid traps and defeat enemies and you have a tiny whip that has a laughable range. Very bad. 
and uh, you accumulate treasure and get points and things like that. It is a roguelite. In fact, it is, I think, one of the seminal roguelites alongside Rogue Legacy that sort yeah, of revived came, the came genre. Came out in that phase, the, the moment indie gaming got their mitts on uh, rogues, <laughs> rogues design. <laughs> the the HD version that I'm playing uh, is came out in 2012, I think. I was a little bit confused at first when I was playing it because I thought, oh, you know, this is all right. You know, I don't see what the fuss is mm. about. It isn't amazing. It, it isn't what uh, Wikipedia is describing as regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time, <laughs> wow. apparently. Certainly a very notable game. I wouldn't say greatest, but then... Yeah, here's the mm. thing, because I've seen I, I, this was this was my problem. This is where I, I also I think we were on the same page here for a while because um and I, I still feel like I'm off the same page in a lot of ways, uh. But mm-hmm. journalists from the moment I ever heard of Spelunky were all the fuck over it. Like they seemed to get it immediately, and even up mm-hmm. to Spelunky Two, which only came out this year, like the last month, yeah, the, September of uh, 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay, great. Um. I remember Jack Packard was playing it on the Escapist show, and uh, and and again he he just talked irreverently about, or is that the right word? Irreverently? Yeah, yeah. Or just reverently, reverently. Yeah, not irreverently. Literally the yeah, opposite. Literally of what you the said. opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With reverence of uh, both mm-hmm. Splunky and it, it very much its worthy successor Splunky 2 he just couldn't get a fucking enough of it and yet each time he tried to describe what he loved about it he just it, it just never really connected with me and having played the first one quite a bit both handheld and on console it, it, it for a long time single player which he seems to be playing it I, I just don't get it I don't understand what what it is that makes it like above and beyond other games until like I said last week I played the multiplayer and it was like I suddenly get it this is like this is like why people fell in love with Portal 2 in a way that I didn't make sense to me before. You know, like when they just did the multiplayer and played it that way and they it was like this wonderful co-op game, fantastically designed, and I'm playing the single player like, I love it. It's like the reverse of that. Where like, I am mm. now the Portal 2 multiplayer guy and uh, everybody else, seemingly the single player Man, this game's so well designed. You just gotta have a great time with it. And it has just now occurred to me that I've committed the same stake twice now. Uh, I should explain what a rogue light is, and then I gotta explain what a rogue light is, and then I gotta explain what a rogue is. Did, oh, I see did, what CGP Grey was talking about when he says how these things just spiral upwards yeah. into infinity. Yeah, we're not we're not a fucking dictionary. We're not Wikipedia, and also we uh, we didn't explain Metroidvanias, and yet we talked about them ad nauseum. So just Google it. Yeah, Google it, people. <laughs> anyway. I think this game's popularity is a number is a number of things actually. It's a number of factors. One is it was the first roguelite, so it was the the one that everyone copied. So it was the the progenitor of mm. the entire subgenre, and so it's the one that everyone points back to and goes, "Yes, this one." Uh, it's also quite elegant in terms of design. Like it's a it's a lot like Pac Man in that. Uh, yes, it's quite good. And it's well designed, but it's in ways that aren't immediately obvious. Let me put it like this. I wouldn't call it one of the greatest games I've ever played, but if Tim Rogers were to make a <laughs> six-hour-long video telling me that it is, in fact, the greatest game ever made, period, I would be open to being convinced. Yeah, if, if, I would say that if much. If made a case for it being the nexus point for modern video game design, I'd, I'd start telling friends about that. <laughs> as mm-hmm. if, as if I, I too thought would of repeat it. those arguments in order to make myself seem vastly Absolutely. more intelligent than I actually am. <laughs> 
as I was playing it, and you know, you go from being doing well to dead. <laughs> frighteningly quickly in that game it reminded me a lot of a game that i played yonks ago called rick dangerous you ever heard of rick dangerous part of it uh although all visual memory of it has completely left my mind now, i mostly played a, a browser version of it uh, so and i never beat it because it was quite difficult in that sort of trial and error sort mm. of way so you can imagine my my pleasure when i looked at the wikipedia page and i noticed that uh Rick Dangerous was an explicitly stated influence. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that I'm in there. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at it and it is... Wow, that's... That's Spelunky. Holy shit, that's Spelunky. Oh my god, yeah. he blows up tiles and stuff with bombs, limited bombs. That's crazy. I never heard of this. Uh, like, I know, I, know I, I didn't hear of the game, but clearly I just heard it in passing reference. I hadn't actually seen or played it at any point. That's crazy. Looks amazing, though, especially for the day. I can imagine falling in love with this. Uh, I recommend people check out... uh, I'm looking at Amiga Longplay, Rick Dangerous. Go for it. Check out the the one Amiga Mm -hmm. game, aside from Duke Nukem you've ever heard of. The original Duke Nukem. And maybe... (laughs) Who am I thinking? Not Dangerous Dave, the famous one. Commander Keen, he was on Amiga, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Anyway, Spelunky, uh, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm surprised by how not frustrated I'm getting with Mm. it, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like the sort of game where it'd be very easy to go, ah, fuck this, and just give up. But uh, that hasn't been happening. I think it's because I, it's mostly because me just making mistakes yeah. and knowing that it was my fault and going, should have rolled, you know, or something exactly. like that. You know, stuff like that's, that. That's that's a good phrase for it, actually, should have rolled. It's very, like, oops in the D&D sense. You can only be so mad at, at, mm-hmm. at chance, <laughs> you know? Also, I, I don't think I've quite learned the self-preservation instinct for this game. Because time and time again, I find myself falling for the same old mm. trick of not seeing the arrow spewing trap when there's like, because I'm too busy focused on a, frankly, in retrospect, minuscule amount of money that is set right next course. to it for me to fall for. Also, I've killed too many damsels. <laughs> that just too happens. Many. I didn't know that they could die. Yeah, no, it's... You can just kill them. Also, you can buy slaves in this, and they're totally useless, and they die far too quickly. So what's the uh, point, honestly? Teach you a lesson. You can go into the the little shop, and you can uh, buy... They call them hired help, <laughs> but you're not paying them. You're paying the shopkeeper. I'm not fooled. And uh, they just go around collecting uh, jewels, and if you give them a matlock, they will pick into the, the, the ground in order to get gold. Uh, I, I bought one, and then I thought, oh, this is kind of handy. And then I planted a bomb to get through uh, a wall, and they just ran directly into it, and I'm like, that was a waste of fucking money. That's all I can really say about Splunky for the time being. Supposedly, it goes on, I'm only in like the second stage of ten, or some shit. I wasn't aware. Uh, I'm I'm sure maybe three of those are like super secret, like, you know, Binding of Isaac, double super triple hell, or something like that. But, uh... Maybe I'll get just as far to get, like, the neutral ending, if I can even be bothered to get that far. Well, I'm sure you'll get it uh, when playing with me on twitch.tv slash live. That's twitch.tv slash live when the day comes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. We can do Armello or uh, Spelunky. Or Among Us. Or Among Us. I'm sure there are, I'm well, sure we'll there are other... If we started pulling information together, I'm sure we'd have other options. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it for my week, anyway. Excellent. Well done. Well stretched. Yeah. Seemed far more disingenuous than I meant to. <laughs> well done. You played games. That is I technically, technically better than I did this week. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>
And what of your weekly? Ah, hmm. This week, uh, as uh, teased, I believe, in the previous episode, I can't remember if I kept it in, but I teased it, that that I'd be switching format a little in these weeks where I could barely fucking manage to play games. Trying to play games right now isn't even remotely relaxing around work. So I've, I've been trying to think of ways to get sweet content on the bare minimum of game playing and also keep 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 this train a chugging mm, uh, feed the beast so I'm deba- debuting a new <laughs> a new cubbyhole no I'm kidding not gonna be a cubbyhole but a, a, a new in, mentally I'm calling it tenuous topics oh and uh, is this the thing you were so excited about over Twitter well everything that I've said so far was exactly what I was so excited about about Twitter mm. uh, this is included. Uh, this is the one that after I finished looking it over today to make sure it was still okay, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this will be funny. Or, well, maybe that's overstating it. This will be fun to read out. I don't know if anybody will laugh. Anyway, th- today's tenuous and the first tenuous topic is is titled Retro Games Are Hilarious. I might have said literally about half an hour ago that I was going to save talking about retro games for another episode, forgetting immediately that this was the topic I had planned for today. <laughs> Surprise! The future is now, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I've come to a, a realization lately. Retro games are very, very funny. So uh, earlier last year, this is how this is going to go. By the way, I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about. Yeah, that's it. If you could uh, get, add flavor, that'd be great, and chip in. Add some, <laughs> add some uh, white vignetting yeah. around uh, what your the the mental image you have of us now, listener. <laughs> Increase brain fog by ten percent. Hmm. Early last year, on a whim, and at a time when I was considering giving streaming a go, I passed a shop. That had fucking Space Harrier 2 for the Mega Drive in the window. And this this started a train. I was immediately sold on buying older games for myself as a bit of a hobby from that day forward. I don't know what it was specifically, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was it was the cover of Space Harrier 2. Have you seen the sp- cover of Space Harrier 2? I'm looking at it right now, and that's definitely you know what? The phrase I'm grasping for. Vaporwave. It's got a real <laughs> vaporwave yeah. aesthetic. It looks like the kind of like hideous aesthetic that the original Tron might have been going for. You can, you you can picture mean. the the 90s kid who saw it being like, it's like the Star Wars poster, but the guy who drew it was on drugs. It's got a big like lady, like a, a Giger lady. Giger that's lady. actually just a giant dragon with like a face, a female face. Yeah, and a guy. It's, and... Got, like, a ba- it's got like a, a Tron dude. Yeah, that's exactly cover. right. A Tron dude. <laughs> and, a and he's trapped in that one floor. episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets stuck behind in like a dimension behind the walls. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is amazing. I, I don't know what happened. I was it was the last time I was on a film job, so this these kind of things happen. Your mind just craves escape. This is just classic American box art of a Japanese property. <laughs> it really is. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I was I was in my my last film job. I, I've chosen not to say the the name of these jobs out loud, but you can see it now on my now active IMDb. <laughs> don't know why I haven't pushed that. Like it's very embarrassing. I was mm. I was recommended to get one. <laughs> And it was like, all right, I have worked in film for seven years. I suppose I should have an IMDb by now. <laughs> yeah, I was working on this job. And when every time I work on a job, I, uh, I crave escape. And so obviously when I saw Space Harrier 2, my mind was immediately transported to a kind of escape where I, 
I couldn't even imagine what the fuck I was getting into. You saw uh, your I'm... you saw that front cover of that man in the Tron suit, and you saw yourself, Lee. You you wanted to be that man, and his tight trousers. Here's the thing: I'm only realizing today. It was because the the cover is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny, and uh, that immediately triggered something in my head where I was like, I need to do something with this, and I I decided that I would start buying older games, Sega Mega Drive games specifically. Recently, it's branched out to PlayStation games. Uh, mm. But uh, I'd start doing this and start building myself a bit of a hobby, which later turned into my first stab at streaming last year. And at the time, my intentions were pure. Uh, and it did kind of bleed into the start of Factor Man, which is that mm-hmm. I was going to build a, a mental catalog. Uh-huh. Your intentions were pure, and what, they have since then been corrupted by ego? Is that what you're telling 100%. me? 100%. It's back, baby. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're owning it. You're owning it. Yeah. My, my idea was to build the, the, the lore, the compendium of gaming's genealogical history as an exercise. Mm, of course. Uh, also, to, to buy things with cool cover art, because if anything crashes, at least I'll still have cool things in my house that I can look at and go like, Ooh, cool. You can look at the cover and pretend that you're playing the game. <laughs> Especially once you start playing Space Harrier 2, realize it's not very good, and then pretend you're playing a much better, far more interesting game. Yeah, it was on the uh, the Mega Drive PS3 collection. I remember it now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it ain't great, but uh, it is certainly of its time. If you If you have ever played a Sega Mega Drive motorbike game, then you've played Space Harrier just without shooting. No, you've you've made it sound too enticing there. No, I don't know. I don't know. They're thinking of like Outrun, but with like guns now, and they're going, "Oh, that's cool." All right, cool. If, you, if you've ever played, uh, what's it called, Super Thunderblade? Super Blunt Thunderblade sucks, <laughs> and it's kind of like Super Thunderblade. Slightly better than Super Thunderblade. Well, I, re- I remember liking that game. Uh, oh. I don't like it. Anyway, yeah, it's very important. I, I burned out quick with retro gaming, uh, because first and foremost, my ambitions for streaming changed radically when I realized I was bad at it. And uh, I had this whole plan of having a cool streaming channel doing stuff, doing cool stuff, and quickly burned out around episode five or six of a playthrough of Turok Evolution. Lawrence was there. Mm-hmm. He was my one and true watcher of me burning out on Turok Evolution day after day. Just punishing yourself for an audience that just wasn't there. Well, yeah, it turned out I was not to be the next great, first great video game live streaming guy. Turns out building the compendium of gaming's genealogical history requires a stomach for playing games that are just outright poorly designed right to the end. No, you couldn't do the Tim Rogers thing no. of playing Doom the mobile game. <laughs> I, I just don't have it in me. As a, mm. even like this is something I think I've only developed lately because as a kid I don't remember ever really caring if I beat games but definitely since uh, Crystal Lizards kicked in hard and uh, games incentivized you with trinkets you know it suddenly it's become also games became much easier uh, mm, yeah that's, that helps that uh, that is that has got me thinking oh I'm a guy who beats games I'm not a guy I, I no I'm not good enough to beat games most games like I I, I I could beat modern games but because modern games are made for babies. Uh, but the passion, the love for the absurdity of the old was still alive regardless. And I found Atomic Runner in that period of time, which quickly became, if you could try to stay awake, one of the top 10 games I played last year on my list. Now on YouTube. Check it out. I don't regret it. I, uh, <laughs> I literally might have been asleep when you brought it up. <laughs> I'm almost certain you were. 
Because if, mm. if I recall, the time you fell asleep was somewhere between 13 and 2. <laughs> yeah. You even missed Dark Souls. Atomic Runner is my Hyacinth gem slab. My rod. Everything about it is too good to be true. Is this a treasure game? No. Although it's a Data East game, which is slightly older, slightly just as niche. Well, sorry, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the box art of this one, and I have to say, this is also quite enticing. Oh, Atomic Runner is wonderful. Uh, it's like a like a Toy Story soldier spaceman. Like he's got like the ad- channeling ad-mans. lightning, like Thor, yeah, and yeah. he's got like a, like New York City is in the background for some uh, reason. I guess that's the splash screen of the game as well, but it's animated, and he Ooh. he runs to that position in pixel art form and strikes that exact same pose. Oh, love but that he, shit. He does it in uh in like the multi python holy grail running gag. It's just like he's at the distance and it feels like he's coming at you forever before he gets <laughs> oh, any yes, bit I bigger. See. It's so good. It's so good. Everything about everything about Atomic Runner is great. The story is great. That's the one that introduces I've I've maybe talked about it before on the show, but it introduces the villains who are the Deftarians, uh, which was one of the one of my, my uh, attempts to name the show. Before Lawrence yes, I, snapped sense into the, me. <laughs> I, had the, I had to gently discourage that one. <laughs> I just love it so much. The, I wonder who the bad guys are. The deaf terrorists. <laughs> they've got a they've got a hunger for death. Mm. Uh, it's so it's it's not only a camp story, but it's super melodramatic. His like father dies, and he gives him the the, the atomic runner suit, which means he's cursed with running all the time but he can also shoot stuff at his hands and like double jump and stuff it's a great premise it's so dumb and he has to go space hopping to fight the deftarians who are like an ancient race who have come back to claim the earth it's so good it's so stupid uh and also the soundtrack it's got to be like number two in my head i could think of of the most sega mega drive sounding soundtracks i've ever fucking heard it's wonderful. But all, uh, none of this really matters. What matters is Atomic Runner made me laugh my ass off because it's so fucking absurd. Atomic Runner just throws nonsense at you constantly and it's fucking hilarious. One of its bosses is like a fighting clay doll brought to life. And then the next one is like a snake head. And then one is, you know, and these are like ancient boss looking bosses. And then the next one is, is just an attack helicopter and you're like on a different planet. And it's just a, a traditional attack of the helicopter. It's great. I think a lot of the, the humor or the charm is to just come from them attempting to do the, be- the best they can with the technical that's, limitations. That's what I mean. That's that's what that's what I'm getting to. Retro gaming is a quiet bastion for great comedy because not only is there like genuinely good um, Schadenfreude-esque comedy somewhere amongst the mix are just funny moments happen all the time because games of an old era are hard to predict. But um, stuff like that is just games genuinely trying their best and, and just blowing your mind with <laughs> how fucking ridiculous it is. Uh, there's loads of... And there's been loads in my recent playthroughs. I've done a bunch of these games that I... like Since I started this job, I've just been starting to... Racking up a collection at this point. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so many varieties of the comedy I got, I've I've already encountered. Like when I played Jimmy White's Two, this time it's Cubal, which is a snooker game on the PS One, and it's it's actually just called Jimmy White's Two Cubal. Uh, not only is it a borderline unplayable nightmare scape, 
of a simulator, as devised by some snooker-loving freak who hates people and, and loves menus. The, the opening menu is a 3D gallery with a single photo shrine of Jimmy White, a real-life snooker player, and a giant I'm looking at something, and th- this is such a PlayStation 1 cover art. <laughs> Where it's just a, a like, like a, a backdrop face. of a snooker table and a f- and just a photo of Jimmy White smiling at the camera. That's all you need. <laughs> that there's there's like that's not even the photo I'm talking about. That's in the shrine. In the shrine, it's like a full uh, portrait of him standing head to toe next to a giant cue ball. Oh yeah, I've just seen it. And it looks like it's it's like it's his last moments on Earth with the very cue ball that killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Jimmy White went missing several hours after this photo was taken. Also, really funny is the uh, you move through rooms in first person, and uh, <laughs> the character yeah, you take techni- a virtual environment. The character you technically inhabit literally gets up and leaves the table when you're done playing, and like the animation from table to door is so swift and abrupt. It's so funny, uh, and other things that made me laugh. Um, Star Wars. Par Phantom Menace Jedi Power Battles retains the entire Phantom Menace text crawl, but replaces only only replaces the words "The Phantom Menace" the title underneath Star Wars Episode One with Jedi Power Battles. I did see a clip of you playing this. That's fucking great. And then oh, there's so much stuff I haven't even got to. Like I have this game, this PS One game. I got it sheerly off the back of its box art called Excalibur. I, I haven't even played it yet because I'm I'm just too much in love with its cover image of a sword and a stone with this like lens blur on a gradient background. It's beautiful. It's kind of really dated. It's very 90s. And uh, the review on the back of the box is from Edge magazine, which anybody who has watched the Doom uh, review of Action Button where Tim Rogers beats on Edge. You got a, a great understanding of how they came up with the line at the back of this box that says has all the potential to, to this is the quote, has all the potential to do for 3D action adventure games what Tomb Raider did for 3D platformers, which is beyond compare not only the most intentionally backhanded compliment I've ever heard a critic utter, but also maybe yeah. one of the funniest unintentional slights against a game ever. Like, have you tried platforming and Tomb Raider. It's a fucking nightmare. Maybe it was intended to be a diss, but the the marketer went, hey, we'll take That's it. That's what I mean. I could, it, either, either way, it's really good. It's really, really slamming on fucking Excalibur, and I'm all the more excited to play it, but I'm also, you know, again, it, it, can, it, it will stop being funny about the R mark in, you know, the, it'll, it'll be good for the jokes of the first R, and then it'll be like, I'm trying to beat a game that sucks. Uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not Tim Rogers. He can do that. He's, he's you know, mm-hmm. go for it, man. Eventually, we'll just have a recurring segment on Vectorman, which is Lee going through the bins. <laughs> going through the going through the PlayStation bins. You know, Tomb Raider came out after Mario 64 by a few months. I believe that. It, it did. So, I mean, like, that's, that's even more backhanded than you think about it, like. Yeah, I guess Edge. We're just determined to be on the wrong side of history at every opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> or they just really like some guy who worked on Excalibur and they wanted to make something that mm. sounded credible for their cover without having to actually mm. say anything meaningful whatsoever. It's kind of a it's kind of respectable really. It's also really funny. Mm. And I'm trying to think of what other stuff. I got another one of the second Japanese Mega Drive game I got. It's called Bahamut Senkai. Senki, sorry. 
And uh, okay, its its cover is is just a dude on a dragon gloriously raising his sword to the sky with the while the land below melts, and it is genuinely poster worthy good. I love it. Oh yeah, that that's one hell of a poster right there. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, I, that's a that's a that's a straight up painting. That was a painted. It's, yeah, it's art not even it's they, not even like used. noticeably flawed. If anything, it's just a little kitsch for today. But it's amazing by mm-hmm. the by the '90s standards it came out in. There was also Bubsy too. I've got Bubsy too, and I, I realized I, I was playing it the other day just to get just to see if it ran. Um, I'll play it again. I'll play this all on stream. But um, I realized on the back of the box it has an official crossover with Nerf of Nerf Gun fame. It's thrown in there so casually on the back of the box. In, like, in fact, this, this is the whole sentence. Uh, quote, using Bubsy's unique portable hole. That's that's in its own quote marks, and I, I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you. There's a D&D thing called portable hole, so they might have pinched the name, but not change whatever it is okay so you know, i assume it functions the same you can wander through your worlds at will bashing those baddies with nerf registered trademark balls smart bombs custard pies and wicked wisecracks so get into bubsy too dash these are megs with legs that was in that was in all caps the fr- the phrase blast processing is lingering in the back of my head, but I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> how amazing! How amazing! Megs with legs. That's like the most dated thing I've ever heard. <laughs> These are megabytes that really go places. I can't offer too many uh, examples that I know of of uh, retro games with uh, that are unintentionally very funny because. At the age that I was at where I played those games, my sense of humor didn't exist. It was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was still it was still in the primordial soup. <laughs> yeah. It was still percolating. So uh, I honestly couldn't tell you to be honest. No, I mean that's the thing. That's I, I can't that's kind of part of why I I'm, I think I'm so fascinated by it because I have a I have a general familiarity with all of these things on some level, at least for a game design standard i i am certainly aware of where these things came from and where they went but um not only do i not know all of them firsthand i too was too young to to find any of it funny i took it as genuinely and literally as i can so now the moment i get faced with these covers or moments of playing these games and you're just enamored by the sheer like cuteness of it all something about that clicks a switch in my head and i cannot stop loving it it's not even i i I can't say it's... Nostalgia certainly buys my way in. You know, like, it certainly, like, lays the foundation for which I can play the games and not, like, heave. But it it, it doesn't explain why I find it so funny. Specifically funny. Hmm. And that's what's fascinating me. I just can't get enough. It's been a recontextualizing of what games can be for me. It's got me thinking about what I really enjoy about games, what the hell I want from my experiences with them. Like, I, I love modern games because nine times out of ten... They're immaculately designed for what they're going for. Like, they, they mm-hmm. evoke a feeling and an experience, and I get to lose myself in beautiful systems for or somewhere between 10 to 50 hours. And I love that, and I crave that like we all do. But games can be patently, reliably hilarious, both because of and in spite of their intentions. And that's a value that in most cases I'm, I'm going to put over the need to actually play good video games. Because it it makes more tangible, reliably good memories 
from my game playing experience and uh, therefore I feel like that's that's become my kind of focus lately is just been finding things that can give me short bursts of laughter rather than losing myself in video games which of course comes at a terrible time with my year of JRPG which uh, mm-hmm. which is as you can imagine has not been going swimmingly both because I don't have the time and sitting to, I've played Final Fantasy 7 twice with meaningful progress in the last couple of months or since the last time I talked about it um, mm-hmm. I'm now yeah, I can throw this in here a little bit I'm now at the the, the beach section Costa del Sol or something like that uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know it's I feel like it's the beginning or the ending of a significant chapter one or the other definitely makes a, a change in pace definitely feels like the world is opening up a bit and uh, <clears throat> once you're once you're gone for so long and you come back to it everything in JRPGs being so dryly worded and and sincere makes for a hard breach when you you know like you're just tired and you just want to stone out and laugh a little bit and cheer yourself up mm, i have let's plays that fill that niche that's what those are for me that's well yeah that's it that's that's usually the go-to obviously for me as well that's how i wind down after most days but when it comes to actually playing stuff you know i still have that itch to to do that to play games i'll always have that and uh so far, my attempts have been chaotic nightmare action uh, games like Bloodborne and God of War, uh, which have been good in, in, in certain moods and stressful, too stressful in other moods. And the other is Final Fantasy, a game that I swore I would beat this year, and I'm just not in the place to play it at all, so I have to put it on pause. But I'm finding the perfect in-between at the moment is uh, laughing at these ridiculous hilarious old games and armello armello is the first game i played in a, in a little while that i was like oh fuck i could i could lose myself to this for 50 hours and not even blink that's that's civilization on legs i love it mm-hmm. it's civilization but a, a game only lasts a single hour so it's like oh bite yeah. size wow yeah, it's beautiful those those are megs with legs those, those are gigs with uh, bigs <laughs> bigs <laughs> Fantasy Seven theme in my head. Final Fantasy related? That was I got about uh two bits into it and I went, wait, what's the Just end it here. Just end it here. So he's he's probably going for Final Fantasy. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh it's the news. Oh, speaking of Final Fantasy, we could jump perfect to segue. Oh, mm. <laughs> this is good. This is excellent. All right. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis will have loot boxes. Mm, excellent. Nice. Square Enix, you fucking hacks. You couldn't help yourselves. It's bad enough. I didn't. I had no reason to like it in the first place, and I have zero net loss. <laughs> what purpose will these serve? I wonder apparently cosmetic it's just cosmetic yeah yeah something like that i did hear them they said like item i i assume they meant like buy uh cloud a better sword you could cheat you could pay to win you could probably pay to win it's all about no it's all about them time savers yeah it's time yeah, savers yeah. And the game i don't know happens to be made grindier to uh, force you into that marketplace i mean that's just good game design it's great game design i love modern games 
I don't know enough about this to really pass comment on other than loot boxes are bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I'd just like to announce uh, as a first here on Vectorman that uh, every episode that we will be releasing from now on will have a non-fungible token that you can buy to let you know that you own the episode. <laughs> unless somebody else owns it. Yeah, unless somebody steals it from <laughs> you and because it's entirely unregulated market, possession is ownership and they will own it even though they stole it from you and you have no recourse. Cool. Uh, is this in relation no, I, to anything? No, it, it's just in relation to the recent spat of non-NFTs yeah. being a thing in internet culture, I suppose. Uh, it's a scam, folks. Don't buy them. Uh, are you saying Bitcoin's you could, a scam, Lawrence? No, Bitcoin and NFTs are different things. Are uh, you by proxy NFT- saying and taking a hard stance on Bitcoin as a scam? Uh, NFTs are a scam. Bitcoin is a different thing. It has just become... It was supposed to be a currency, but uh, no, it has just, just become a, a stock yeah, no, now. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a stock. death of economics. <laughs> yeah, it was like, ooh, Bitcoin, it's a deregulated currency, yeah. and people are like, neat. Take back the power, and then place it gently into the lap of the people who already have the power. <laughs> Turns out if you, if you have more money, you can game any system. And then what happened is uh, people realized, oh, it has an incredibly volatile value, which means that for transactions, it is not very useful, and so it just became a stock. It's a mm. stock now. It's a stock for crazy people. NFTs don't even use Bitcoin. They use I know, I know. blockchain. And I'm not even going to begin to scratch the surface of the tip of that iceberg. Yeah, no, I'm making a false equivalency on purpose for a, for a bit, for a gaff. Because nobody understands either, so I thought I'd make a I'd make a gaff. Mm-hmm. A like NFTs are like you're not you're not buying the thing, mm. you're not even buying the intellectual property to the thing in any legally recognized way. You're simply buying what is essentially a link to this thing. <laughs> That's all it is. And uh, if the thing that is it is linking to gets taken off the internet, then you will have purchased a very expensive broken link. It's a scam. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scams, oh, great stuff. This news sucks, and it comes in two parts. So, uh, scamming the economy and uh, the tax-paying people is good old Bobby Kotick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's doing very well for himself right now, isn't he, good old Bobby? Due to earn a $200 million incentive bonus uh, because coronavirus chained people to their fucking games for a year, so everybody just... What's that? Never heard of that. What? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Did I say coronavirus? I meant the virus of the, uh-huh. the great uh, corona beer flood of 2020. Oh, the great corona beer anthrax virus, yeah. contamination Got right up those uh, butts. event. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they let go an entire esports department at the at the same time that this was just, announced. No, not just esports. European publishing wing. Oh, sick. Because, uh, you know, physical media is dead, so that's... Uh, hundreds more jobs. It's dead because Ouch. we said it is. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Meanwhile, Bobby's writing high. Although, in this case, this was mm-hmm. actually a part of his contract. That if Activision yeah. did very good one year, they would give him a lot of money. And it turns out they did very good in the year where people only had to stay in their houses and play Call of Duty for another year. And uh, the loot boxes would get bought almost by default mm. you've mm. everyone's a whale in in lockdown in the great corona sea yeah. <laughs> the great contaminated corona sea yes there are whales aplenty <laughs> tell me you've got a link tell me you've got a you've got a segue for whales for whales speaking of whales yes. 
EA gate. Oh, that is good. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. <laughs> well done. <laughs> pl- players of the latest FIFA game, people who like to buy loot boxes, have been contacted by an alleged EA insider who is offering, offering fixed loot box contents for large sums of cash. Mm. Basically, he would say, oh, I'll give you a Cristiano Ronaldo card that has a whole bunch of good stats attached to it. If you send me two grand or some shit like that. Very impressed, Lawrence. You named uh, the footballer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I named uh, the most famous footballer currently alive, yes. And and yeah, way past... (laughs) It's like a a footballer that would have been relevant while you were young. (laughs) And is just Mm -hmm. about still relevant today. Just about? That sounds like a a long roundabout way of saying is relevant. (laughs) So the, uh, they're calling this EA Gate, which is dumb because it seems to be the actions of a single rogue actor from mm. within the company. Not not when there's oh so many other things that could be co- given the moniker EA Gate that would be vastly more appropriate. Yes, this one is because uh, they're shorting a system that that, uh, yeah. that uh, is explicitly designed to short people anyway. So <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation where normally we're we're, we're going to get up in arms with pitchforks about the the corporations, man. But this seems to be just like one dude who seems to be honestly offering people a more respectable deal which is an outrageous amount of money for a guaranteed product i know which is almost it's it's like it's more honest this is not, than a loot box this is not the fight to pick you know like for fuck's sake if you're going to, this is this is one layer too far down on the list of problems you're all you're debating the ethics of a flawed corrupt system that you're and not mm-hmm. even like the system itself, but one of its minor elements. It's like debating scalpers instead of ticketmasters. You know, like, yeah. like what are you fucking gaining, man? It's not a conversation that's yeah, going to matter. Yeah, it's like, hey, do, which is better, corporate fucks or uh, individual fucks? <laughs> Speaking of individual <laughs> fucks. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, on a roll today. You know what has a lot of individual fucks? Uh, Fortnite. Me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, please go ahead. Uh, specifically, individual uh, fucking IPs. A new trailer came out. A new a new cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick which individual fucks I wanted to mention, but I've got a whole list of names here. So I'm trying to now. I'm trying to figure out who who fucks the most individually. Master Chief. Master Chief is pretty individual. No, he doesn't fuck though. <laughs> Good point. Good point. We yeah. confirmed the suit never comes confirmed off. Kratos fucks, but he has company these days. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, apparently he's always written to be bisexual? Kratos? Yeah, f- yeah. Apparently, nice. according to the writer of the latest of the reboot, he's like, you know, I always wrote him to be oh, bisexual. Oh really? <laughs> oh really? Are they really? doing the, then, the whole uh, Disney? Re- they had a kiss off screen bullshit. <laughs> yeah, a bit of the J.K. Rowling thing holy, going on holy there. Holy shit, that's great. I mean, I'm he's terrible. Greek, so I guess that tracks. Like, he's ancient Greek, so it tracks, I guess. I'll buy I it. I buy it. I just want to, you know, fucking go for it. Yeah. Show me gay Kratos. That's what I fucking want. That's going to be amazing. That's going to pay off beating this tedious-ass game. If if the next mm. one has Kratos kissing dudes, I fucking... I would love it. <laughs> so many people would be heartbroken. That would be amazing. Uh, Support Night Cinematic Trailer. I watched it. I, I did I did the dirty. I did the dirty deed that no one else would. I... Yeah, make sure no one else was watching. <laughs> Maria, your wife, your wife Maria, wait until she went to sleep before you watched Absolutely. it. Absolutely. She was yeah, it was this morning when she was still asleep because I couldn't be couldn't be caught red handed, burning mm-hmm. my credibility in, in broad daylight. So I, I watched this 
because it was directed by the Russo brothers, and I just, I just had to, I just had to see. I was so curious. Fascinating. And uh, it's amazing how quickly IP crossovers went from a neat surprise, maybe in our childhoods, maybe that was the last time, to deeply, yeah. profoundly uncool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, advertisements yeah. essentially mutually mutual advertising. I is like. All it is. I haven't. I have seen. <laughs> the xenomorph was in this. God, R.I.P. The xenomorph. Like for fuck's sake, let this character yeah. die. Let it. Let let the concept live on in our in our collective unconscious nightmares. Honey. What are you doing in there? Are you watching the Fortnite cinematic video? No, I'm masturbating. Go away. <laughs> How did you get that recording? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do a a flawless impersonation of Maria. <laughs> Does she call you honey? I don't th- no, I don't think I've ever heard uh, her call you that. No. What is what it's it's far cringier. It's um Babe. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, it's far more like 1950s. It's gross. Shway. It's, it's, it, yeah. Shway. Uh, anyway, this is for no one. This joke is for nobody. Please continue. I've got to list who was in this trailer that I could pick out. There might have been more. Uh, there was Troy Baker, as, as himself. As himself, I believe that. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's true, but I believe you. <laughs> the, 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 he's playing Fortnite, Fortnite Devolt character. Apparently, these uh-huh. there are characters in Fortnite now. Um, there might have always been. Who knows? Uh, he was generic Aryan character. It's like the most generic Aryan character I've ever seen. Uh, uh, Troy Baker, and uh, and it also featured the Xenomorph. Maybe maybe Troy Baker's the the, the biggest individual fuck there. Mm, yeah, I, I don't I don't think he makes love to anyone but himself. Maybe Neil Druckmann. <laughs> that's more like a circle jerk. I suppose that's true. Uh, Cenomorph, Sarah Connors, Predator, Ripley. It's like a who's who's of uh, your dad's favorite characters. Yeah, it's like, what is this? Ready Player One? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ryu's in there from Street Fighter. Just to clear yeah, up. And he's, got, and he's got, he's unlocked the secret technique of assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, yep. <yeah>. I've discovered <laughs> a new technique. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Kratos. As previously mentioned, Lara Croft, Lara mm-hmm. Croft, Lara Croft is in there. Who is also, by the way, mm-hmm. the only funny and interesting thing to mention from the Square Enix uh, showcase from the other day. Is it new Lara or old Lara? It's new Lara. Yeah. No. Do I even need to ask? Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta push that IP. Gotta, mm-hmm. gotta get sales of the upcoming Tomb Raider Survivor trilogy. Uh, oh. Master Chief was in there, and maybe Deadpool. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was it was awful, and uh, I, I don't need to I don't need to say that. I'm kind of wasting your time. While while I'm on this, so I'll segue while I'm on this quickly to the Square Enix thing. Um, I'll be honest, there really there really wasn't anything to talk about it. I I, I just got the, the linear notes, uh, and it really it was really one of those things that prompted the question of why have it at all. <laughs> uh, they teased Black Panther for the Avengers sometime this year. Ooh, yeah, like, which is cute but futile. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Life is Strange is getting a new game. That's a reasonable reason to to have a trailer. I don't know if it's a showcase worthy reveal. You know, just post. post I a couldn't trailer. tell you how many Life of Strange games there are. I can. There are three. I could have sworn it was more. Well, it's because it was episodic. It came up. It was in the news a lot. But yeah, that'll do it. The uh, Life is Strange, Life is Strange before the storm, and yep. and the new one. Life is strange. 
Um, and then uh, there was also a slew of mobile games. Hitman's coming to mobile. Just Cause coming to mobile. Tomb Raider coming to Fortnite. Balam Wonderworld continues to look better than it actually plays. Mm. And uh, loot boxes coming to Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's that's your, that's your lot. Who the f- what a what a punishment for anyone who believes in Square Enix as a company. Mm, not not a lot of people these no, days. I'd imagine not. So Evo oh. has been acquired oh. by Sony Entertainment. Why did I forget this one? It was like number one must tell Lauren's story. I read this week, or not tell like mm-hmm. must catch Lawrence's reaction. My reaction is one of confusion, which is, oh, well, I mean, cool, I guess. I guess that means they're going to be cutting out all the deadwood and chucking out all the all the bad shit, which is good. But uh, it's going to make for a weird, a weird watch when you come back to it and you go, I'm not sure how to feel about the fact that I'm watching this. Is this cool? Is this kosher? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Smash has been given the heave hope, which is very funny because like Nintendo's attitude has been, oh no, how terrible! Oh no, the competitive scene for Smash Brothers. What are we going to do uh, anyway? That's been that's been Nintendo's attitude, and uh, Melee is just getting pounded into the dirt here. But the individual defenders, what else is there? I suppose this was inevitable that uh, Evo would eventually be cleaned up. It would lose the thuggery that, that made it so distinctive. There's going to be no more borderline bullying between competitors, no trash talking, no more money matches, no more openly gambling where the cameras can see it. Well, yeah, maybe not the gambling, but corporate even corporations love them some trash talk. You know, as long as it doesn't get too racy. Oh, they like it racy. Yeah, it's, you out, know, just, yeah, it's out. Like, you know, like five <laughs> people standing around whoever's losing going, somebody's getting fucked. Oh. Uh, get fucked. Somebody's <laughs> getting fucked. Yeah, this this sounded like terrible news to me. I, I Not- honestly don't know how to feel about it, because it means it's coming back, so like, you know, the tentpole competition is still a thing, which is it's nice. A, it's a resuscitated it- corpse in the hands and the and with a completely new puppet master coming back. You know, it's 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 a brand name at this point. And Yeah, it's not grassroots anymore, which is a yeah, shame. It's it's not gonna be your Evo. Your Evo is dead, Lawrence. And uh, mm-hmm. that was the cool thing about it was that it was that Evo. Um, maybe something will new will Skull come Girls up and take its be place. Be getting its time in the in the limelight. That's what I want to know. The, what do you call the unaffiliated uh, friendship is magic fighting game? Uh, them's fighting herds, which I should play one of these days. Yeah, what's when? When? When will it have its day? Uh, meanwhile, you know, I, I can I can pretty much assume this has come off the the back of Sony's deep investment in Street Fighter V. So very very much pushing an angle where they want to make money from fighting games. They see that they can. And they this this could have the good knock-on effect that they might actually invest in some getting made. But you're going to see a lot of Street Fighter and Tekken coming up, uh, which probably yeah, changes they've nothing. they've always been favorites. <laughs> I mean, uh, my, for me, the deciding factor is what gets in and what doesn't get in. Yeah. If uh, if Skullgirls does get in, and if Nemesis Fighting Herds gets in, then it's in safe hands mm-hmm. because th- they're the canaries, the mind canaries, that let you know that everything's still cool. Uh, the moment uh, the the smaller ones that aren't quite as lucrative, if you like, disappear, uh, start start disappearing. That's when you know. Yeah. That's when you know the corpos have taken over. Absolutely, I think you can you can sense that. You can already sense it. Like uh, mm-hmm. you might get. 
you know, but the new game's coming out too. Yeah, yeah, like you know, we've got Guilty Gear on the horizon and other, 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 other such nice-looking things. Mm, I, yeah. uh, you know, it's just it's not happening, is it? <laughs> it's not happening we'll, for we'll it might happen for see. Skull Girls, but them fighting herds. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Mm. Still, at least no one's getting sexually harassed now, so that's good. Thumbs up on that, guys. That's a that's a, that's a Vector Man promise. <laughs> We're holding ourselves personally accountable to the businesses of others, uh-huh. to humanity's ills. Good job. You can just stick stick that on, you know, at the the bottom of the. Put it on the on the, the iTunes Vector Man box art, which is no sexual harassment here. Thumbs up <laughs> on the Evo poster for twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, Factor, yeah. Factor men have said there'll be no harassment. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Really setting themselves up for some some serious shit if if, if 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 that does happen. But don't worry, it'll be fine. Ah, nobody watches. It'll be fine. <laughs> Why did they do that? We don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's they fine. just felt yeah, really confident. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just felt like saying something really outlandish because, in the heat of the moment, they thought it might be funny. Mm-hmm. Can't you understand? Can't you relate? We did it for the laughs. God damn it! I just want. I just want the laughs. <laughs> See, there you go. He started crying. It was Lee all along. There you go. <laughs> For everyone who bet that it was Lee, uh, you can collect your winnings in Bitcoin. I got nothing else. That's a podcast. That's podcast. That's a podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.